creator God's eyes are upon him mm. in his time of trouble. And he takes refuge in him by faith and he meditates upon how the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Mm-hmm. And that, that's such great news for us. Hello and welcome to our midweek musings. I'm Pastor Taylor and I'm here with my brother in the Lord, Pastor Daniel Ventura. Hello. <laughs> so Pastor Daniel, what are we doing here? What is this podcast for? Well, we thought it would be a good idea to start up a podcast that would help God's people, specifically at Ontario URC, but any other Christians as well who might listen in, to help God's Word to dwell in them richly uh, throughout the week. We recognize that on Monday, sometimes it's hard to remember the sermon that you heard on Sunday. Sometimes it's hard to think about how it applies to your life Monday through Saturday. So we wanted to especially meditate on those texts of Scripture that we preached on on Sunday and muse with God's people as we think more deeply about God's Word. Great. I'm excited. Yeah. So this past Sunday, I had the privilege, as we've been going through for the summer, we have our Summer in the Psalms series, and so we looked at Psalm 34 together. And as I studied the text, I came with this big takeaway, the main point being that the Lord promises believers final deliverance from all their troubles. And so we are to praise him at all times, the good and the bad, and also delighting in his goodness while we praise him. And so that's kind of the main takeaway as we remind ourselves of what we found and studied together in the word on Psalm 34. Yeah, and as we look at, especially Psalm 34, uh, Pastor Taylor, how is God's truth uh, presented by this text renewing and reshaping your own heart? Yeah, thanks for asking. Maybe I'd start off with how it's correcting me, how it's challenging me. You know, we're so tempted to find refuge and to delight in all other things but the Lord our God. We have that tendency, right, to not thank him, to not consider him, to not go to him. And in the heart of this psalm, David invites us to taste and see that the Lord is good, that beautiful verse there. Mm -hmm. Uh, He wants us to experientially enjoy the goodness of God, to feast on, as we see, the goodness of Jesus himself. And so it challenges us, challenges me to go to him more in prayer, in the word, in the communion of the saints, to seek him out, to look to him in our times of troubles as well, trusting that in some way through our troubles and afflictions, he will work it out for good. Mm -hmm. And that's not easy, naturally. Uh, It requires a kind of an awareness of God's presence with us, sensing that he is there by faith, acknowledging his promises to us, and also thinking about who he is. As David says, the Lord is good. He is good to us. I think as we do that, the more we go to him in faith in those times of trouble, the more, in a sense, our spiritual taste buds will convince us that he truly is good. Not just good to others, but good to me. Mm. And to experience that on a deeper level. I think the Puritans were were uh, very good at that they they mm-hmm. aimed at that to yeah. try and experience god in prayer mm-hmm. and through the means of grace and that's something that i think i need to grow in more and more mm. that's a good word brother yeah i just want to read a couple of those key verses that you were hitting on just as we uh, meditate on that word uh, verse 8 is that key verse that we're talking about taste and see that the lord is good blessed is the man who takes refuge in him fear the lord you his saints For those who fear him lack nothing. And I resonate with what you're saying, brother, like in regards to uh, fearing so many other things more than the Lord and how that brings the opposite of this. It doesn't bring peace. It brings anxiety. 
yeah. right? When maybe you're at work and you're you're fearing your boss or you're fearing a relationship that's not going well, you're fearing bad health, you're fearing all the things that you see in the news. Um, you know, it's easy to, to take our eyes off of God and to put them on other things. And, and those fears um, bring about, yeah, again, anxiety, discomfort, uh, distrust even in the Lord. And this is a corrective psalm, like you're saying, the way it corrects us, it, it puts our eyes on God to mm. fear him above all. I love how you put that. And that's definitely a correction to my own heart. Um, maybe this morning, I don't know if you are like me, listeners, but there's uh, times where it's easy just to turn on the phone quickly and to start reading news or updates on the day. But I think psalms like this are the ones that we kind of want to run to first and foremost uh, to taste and see that God is good because that's what brings us comfort. And that, I think that leads to what we're thinking about here as well. Uh, what ways does Psalm 34 bring comfort? Yeah, very, very much does lead to that because as you're saying, when we wake up in the mornings, it's so easy to turn on our phones mm-hmm. or turn on the radio and we're bombarded with news about what's happening in the world. And typically we hear all about, you know, the celebrities mm-hmm. and the popular politicians and those of power and influence in the world. Um, we, we kind of get caught up in that and enamored by their stories. But here we get great comfort in this psalm because God promises his loving attention upon the afflicted. Yeah. Uh, David calls the afflicted to praise the Lord in the beginning. Mm. The afflicted are the, the little people, the downtrodden people, the marginalized, and the Lord looks upon us. Mm. Um, David himself, in the middle of the psalm, says, I am this poor boy who cried out to God mm-hmm. uh, for help. Humble, insignificant person in the eyes of the world, and yet he realizes and is meditating himself on the fact that the Lord the creator God's eyes are upon him mm-hmm. in his time of trouble. And he takes refuge in him by faith. And he meditates upon how the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Mm-hmm. And that that's such great news for us. Um, yeah. The world might hate us, yeah. despise us, or often, you know, we feel simply ignored. Yeah, right? for uh, sure. And that's that in itself kind of brings us down crushes our spirits at times Mm -hmm. and so this is so uplifting that our confidence is in this as the heidelberg catechism says yeah yeah i belong to my faithful lord and savior jesus christ that he has set his personal affection upon me he hears me he Mm. sees me he loves me he encamps around me with his presence and care Mm. and that applies for for each and every one of you listeners Mm. um beloved of the lord he sees you he hears you when you cry out to him he doesn't ignore you. He is near to you. What great comfort that gives us, right? Absolutely. Also, as you mentioned, taking refuge in the Lord and being blessed. The very end of this psalm, verse 22, mm-hmm. we hear that all who take refuge in the Lord will not be condemned, yeah. uh, which speaks of the ultimate comfort that we have. As Paul says in Romans 8, 1, that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who mm-hmm. are in Christ Jesus. We take refuge in Jesus by faith with a promise that he has taken that full punishment for us and so mm-hmm. now instead of facing god as judge alone we we come before him and he invites us in to dine with him to taste and see that he is good to us mm-hmm. that he is compassionate yeah. and loving yeah that's a good word brother the opening connects with what you're saying too when david talks about extolling the lord at all times his praise will always be on my lips and and that's rooted in what you're saying and how david knew the deliverance of the Lord, and he knew that he was the kind of God that answered prayer when he was poor, when he was needy, and therefore he was able to praise him as the God who 
uh, is with him at all times. Therefore, he could bless them at all times. And that's definitely a good word for us. Um, you know, throughout the week, you know, when we think about Sundays, we, we, we love coming into God's presence with God's people, worshiping him, singing, uh, partaking in the sacraments. Uh, but the Lord is with us at all times. And just to have that awareness that we're always living before the face of God when we are driving to work, when we're doing laundry, when we're spending time um, with friends, that we're doing everything, even the ordinary things before the face of God. And so with David, we could we could extol him at all times. We could pray to him all times, know that, that he is near those who are calling upon him in truth, as you mentioned. And mm-hmm. just to shift gears a little yeah. bit, you know, we, we, we're growing as a church, as a cross-cultural church. Um, you know, what in this particular psalm calls us to love those who are different from us culturally? Mm, great question. So, yeah, when we think of David, we think of him as a king, mm-hmm. right? And we think of him in that one state in his life. But this psalm here is when David was on the run from King Saul, and mm-hmm. he was not yet. And so this really helps us connect with David in a very particular time in his life. And in that way, it helps us connect with anyone who might be in a very troubled difficult circumstance in their life and distress or even those who in society are marginalized or Mm. overlooked by the world kind of little people that we don't see day in and day out it gives us that firsthand experience and perspective on the troubles that they find themselves in so that we can then learn how to comfort them Mm. uh, sympathize with them in their troubles and then also as God has comforted us in all our afflictions, as Paul says in Second Corinthians, yeah. we are able then to turn and give that comfort to others mm-hmm. because we belong to the God of all comfort. Yeah. And so it helps us get outside of our own experience to remind us that others are suffering and in need and that we have the good news of the gospel to bring to those mm-hmm. people. That's great, brother. Yeah, and Christians of all walks of life have equal access to that throne of grace. Yeah. And when it says here in verse 17, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. It's not attached, that word, the righteous, to any one particular group of Christians, any class or gender or child versus adult, um, that all who look to Christ by faith are righteous in him. And therefore, all, regardless of their walk in life or their job title, can call out to God through Christ and he will deliver Uh, because they belong to the Lord Jesus. You know, this psalm is a beautiful one, and you even hear some echoes in this psalm of things that connect us to Jesus, even his own life and who he was. And what are some ways that this psalm, Pastor Taylor, gives us a bigger and better understanding of Christ and who he is and also what he went through for us? Yeah. So David, naturally, as the voice of this psalm, is pointing ahead to his son and yet David's Lord, Jesus Christ, who Mm. is the ultimate poor man, the afflicted one, the man of sorrows, the one who came to bear all of our burdens and Mm -hmm. carry our sin upon his shoulders. And we think about how he was hunted down to death and hounded and despised by the world, Mm -hmm. even though he was truly righteous and innocent, fully obedient to God's law. And all the while we find Jesus doing what David does here, entrusting himself over to the Lord in his care, Mm -hmm. looking to his father and believing and trusting in his goodness to him. And remarkably, that in verse 20, I didn't mention it in the sermon, but 
In verse 20 of our passage in Psalm 34, it says that God keeps all his bones, mm-hmm. not one of them is broken. Mm-hmm. And it's very likely a reference to uh, the crucifixion of Christ in a sense of prophecy right. pointing ahead yeah. to what John 19:36 says. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking there about how the soldiers didn't break Jesus' bones uh, on his legs on the cross because yeah. he was already dead. But then we might ask the question, well, then how, how did God the Father deliver him from all his troubles mm, if in yeah. the end he was brought down to the grave carrying all of our troubles and mm. suffering in our place? And that gets us to think of not only his yeah. suffering, but yeah. also his resurrection, mm-hmm. that ultimately he was raised from the dead and delivered from all his troubles, but also now his victory over death sin and the devil is now our victory as well and in that way as we trust in jesus we're promised that he too will deliver us those troubles Mm -hmm. sin death and the devil and so we we not only see uh, that that he is the one who is the ultimate and true suffering servant of the lord but also we see that jesus is the goodness of god incarnate that god's goodness came down and dwelt among us here on earth he was near to the brokenhearted and those who are crushed in spirit. Mm. We can think about the people that Jesus uh, looked upon with compassion, the little people, the tormented people, uh, the rank sinners of the world, mm. small and insignificant people in the eyes of the world. Is there a story that comes to mind, uh, Pastor Daniel, from the Gospels that speaks of how Jesus did that? Yeah, the, the story of Zacchaeus, that hated tax collector. Uh, he was also very small in his stature, uh, the scriptures say. And he was climbing up a tree to see Jesus when he was passing by. And Jesus came to him and he looked up to him, even though this man was a tax collector, right? Very hated by society in those days. Uh, Jesus came and insisted that he come down because he has to stay in his house today. And we see him, yeah, willing to associate himself with people like Zacchaeus, people who were great sinners in the eyes of the world, in order to bring salvation, right? That's the purpose of Christ not just to fellowship with people, um, just to show that he's willing to do certain things like that, but to bring salvation, right? To lift someone up spiritually yeah. into newness of life. And uh, it's a beautiful example of, of Jesus's compassion and love and care for the lost. What a good word. You know, we think about how he came not to save those who were already fully content in themselves and on top of the world but those who are lost he came to seek and to save the lost Mm. and what a good word for us when we realize that we are truly lost apart Mm. from christ but in him we find the goodness of god towards us and his loving favor upon us even upon the little and despised people of the world um, he still has set his loving affection upon us and invites us to dine with him to feast upon his goodness saying i am the living bread that came down from heaven if anyone eats of this bread he will live forever which is also similar in a a sense an invitation to taste and see the lord jesus is Mm -hmm. good and good for us absolutely Yeah. yeah and when we see jesus you know crying out to god it echoes definitely psalm 34 and and david crying out to god and sometimes i think we just forget as christians Uh, just the true humanity of Jesus, that he was a real man Mm. who called out to God. Um, I think of of the book of Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7, which says, During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with loud cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. 
and he was heard because of his reverent submission. And right now, the Lord Jesus and his exalted and humanity is able to sympathize with those who are calling out to God here on earth and asking God even for that everyday helping grace for the things that we're going through throughout the week. That's what Hebrews says in chapter 4 of talking about having a high priest who's able to sympathize with us uh, because he was tempted like we are, but without sin. And Mm. so it's a beautiful uh, Mm. encouragement to call upon the one who was here on earth with us at one point and was calling out to God as well and who was delivered through his trials that we have a high priest like that that we get to call upon as Christian believers. Mm. And what a blessing that is for us. And and maybe that could lead us to one of our final questions that we want to think about, just the, the kind of everyday practical takeaways from um, the people of God in our congregation. What are some other ways that this uh, text could encourage us in our life this week? Yeah, well, as you are just talking there, Pastor Daniel, I think it's so easy for us when we're in our troubles to feel as if no one sees us, mm. you know, that um, we're alone in our troubles yeah. uh, and in our afflictions, and it weighs down heavy upon us, and we see other people around us day in and day out or in our jobs, or mm. um, and we feel, in a sense, invisible, you know, mm. in our pain. Yeah. And, you know, where do we go to, to take that pain and those difficulties? But we have that great comfort that, as you read from Hebrews, that yeah. Jesus is our high priest and he mm. sees us. And we're never too far gone, uh, never too far off. Wherever yeah. we are today, wherever you are today, mm. beloved of the Lord, uh, you're not mm. too far away from him who is near to the brokenhearted and the crushed in spirit. Mm-hmm. And so as we tell ourselves we tell you as well look to him by faith his grace is sufficient to Mm -hmm. uphold you and deliver you even from death itself in the end and uh, we remember what Paul says God's power is made perfect through our weaknesses Mm -hmm. um, and his grace is sufficient to uphold us Mm -hmm. also another word for the children as well Uh, not too long ago we were talking about this actually uh, Tad Decker and I um, at uh, John Ermakovich's house Mm -hmm. after an evening service about how it's so easy for us as adults to mm-hmm. kind of just talk over the children. Yeah. Literally, they're running underneath us, for right? Sure. And we don't yep. see them. We don't get down to look at them in their eyes mm-hmm. at their level yeah. or to talk to them. Mm-hmm. And perhaps because we, we think that they, we wrongly assume that they're not able to talk about the things of God sure. yet. For sure. Um, yeah. And we maybe fall into the same problem that the disciples of Jesus had yeah. when the parents and the little children mm-hmm. wanted to for bring sure. their infants and their children mm-hmm. to Jesus to receive a blessing and a word yeah. from him yeah. and the disciples it seems like they thought you know oh, Jesus is too important to take his time sure. uh, to give to that mm. to these little ones these little children uh, he has more important things to do yeah but what does Jesus say yeah. to his disciples that's right yeah let them come to me and do not hinder them for to such belongs the kingdom of God what a beautiful yeah. a way in which, again, we see the goodness of Jesus mm-hmm. there, the goodness of God in the person of Jesus, in his humanity, reaching us, being near to the little ones in the world, right? Yeah. And it's a, it yeah. shows us, again, of who our God is. Uh, what a beautiful and comforting yeah. word for us. Again, this for week, sure. wherever we are in our troubles, mm-hmm. uh, whatever might be happening throughout this week, we have this psalm to, to lift us up. Uh, to lift our face up to see that God is looking down upon us that's right. in loving favor. That's right. Yeah. That's right. As you mentioned in your sermon, and uh, there's no little people to God in that the people that we often look upon, you know, who are beautiful, attractive, 
big people in the world. The Lord may look at them too in some ways, but his eyes are upon um, those who are poor in spirit, right? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And um, it's a good word, brother. As you think about this psalm, um, maybe what are some key verses or maybe a verse that stands out, that one that we could really kind of carry with us in our hearts this week? Absolutely, yeah. I think two jump out, uh, verse 8 and verse 18. Hmm. So I'll read verse 8, and then Pastor Daniel, you can read verse 18. Verse 8 is, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is a man who takes refuge in him. Hmm. Yes, and verse 18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Beautiful verses there that kind of capture... Hmm the tone and the message of this psalm. Loved ones, we hope that this has brought you some comfort, reminded Mm -hmm. you of the truths found in God's word. And we look forward to come back again next week to meditate again together on his word Mm -hmm. and bring that, uh, those musings to you again next week.